welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm here in Sicily with a beautiful soul that I have the pleasure to get to experience and travel around with and make magic with named Sprout. Sprout teaches workshops and hosts experiences around the world and embodied sexuality, sex magic, turning sacred ritual and prayer, taking that into the bedroom, which is really amazing. We're actually here in Sicily right now in the process of filming a online sex magic course, how to increase and just bring in, uh, harness really the power that running sex energy has for every individual beyond just expressing orgasmic potential. And for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, um, one of the things, one of the episodes that I've seen is the most common is Master Your Masculine Superpower, Semen Retention with Chris Bale. Having worked with a lot of men, um, helping them in their paths and their journeys, um, both hosting men's circles and also working with them privately, I've been opened up to a lot more of the vulnerable side around what goes on for men um, in the world of sex and sexuality and the pressures. And although I can give you know my loving support and guidance as a female-bodied person and I can share my experiences um, from the men that I've been with, uh, both intimately and just know intimately, the, at the end of the day, I don't have a male body. So as far as the mechanics of it goes, um, I can only express what I know from my experience, and which isn't embodied. So I'm really happy to bring Sprout on today so that we can dive a little bit deeper into this topic of semen retention. I mean, many men that I know who are kind of maybe new to the world of sexuality, diving deeper beyond the stories, just kind of even ask, like, why? Why would I want to not ejaculate? That doesn't sound good at all. I'm going to get blue balls. This is not fun. I'm looking for a release. And so I felt, why not bring someone who understands and bodies and practices this practice? So Sprout, welcome to the show. Thank you, Amanda. You're welcome. How are you feeling? Hmm. feeling good. I'm feeling a little tension around making sure that microphone doesn't fall over. And other than that, I feel embodied in presence and here, alive. I feel my breath. And I feel the 
pleasure in my mouth as I drink this cacao. Mm. Yeah, we're for those of you just to get a little bit of a picture. So we're in we're in a loft in Sicily. I wish I could say it's this beautiful, amazing beach that we're looking over, but we're not quite there. We are, however, sitting over a candle. Um, Sprout had just made us some delicious cacao with some maca from Bali as we enter this episode. Um, and we burned some Palo Santo just to create a space of ritual where we can drop deeper into not just sharing you know, from our minds, but really sharing from our hearts and our souls and our experiences to hopefully create channels which can open up in you. So Sprout, I'd love to... <sighs> I'd love to just, if you could maybe take us on a short journey of when you first heard the concept maybe of, of semen retention, uh, what came to mind? Were you curious about it? Were you opposed? Were you, where did you hear from it? Uh, were, what, what was kind of the beginning of your awareness around this concept of semen retention? Hmm. Well, I've been consciously exploring my sexuality for about 10 years right, ten years now, and from the moment I was consciously exploring the, this reality of understanding my own sexuality, um, previous to that I had been in relation, and yeah, I had sex, but I... Well, I actually was starting to have problems with my sex life. With uh, not, I was in a relationship for nine years with a woman. And towards the end, the last three years, I was like, the sex wasn't working. So I was like, what's going on? And uh, when I separated from that, I started looking into my own sexuality. Because I realized there's a part of myself in that play between me and her. And I didn't really understand what my part was. So I started exploring my sexuality. Uh... And I didn't hear about semen retention as an actual practice. If I, I'm pretty sure it was about four years ago. Mm. It was the first time it really like hit me in the face, and I realized like, oh, like if I really want to take this seriously, I have to actually practice. Before that, it was like learning and experimenting. Um, which I have a lot of great tools from that period of my life, but at the point where I, I was posed with a challenge of uh, semen retention and, and practicing this as a daily ritual, mm. um, just that little permission slip that I was given to... Um, I'll give a shout-out to Lori Handlers of Butterfly Workshops. She's a facilitator for ISTA, and she, yeah, was the first one that challenged me. What, um, was, what was the challenge? Uh, this was a 21-day challenge. Okay. So three, like, peaks, but without ejaculating. Three peaks in the 21 days. Every, every day. Three peaks every day without going over your edge. Yeah, so this was specifically... Self-pleasure, like make love to yourself, not just your genitals. Like allow yourself to touch and feel and ritualize every piece of your body 
and allow yourself allow yourself to get so orgasmic but not to peak and let yourself drop and then come back up drop and then come back up 21 day challenge now this was a really orgasmic summer which led into a winter the 21 days lasted a lot longer than 21 days and it took me a lot long time to ever make it past the 21 days i failed many times but i kept trying um but so in meaning, that wait i just want to clarify so meaning that you would go for your 21 days let's say you're on day seven you're bringing yourself up to a peak and it's like oh shit okay now i gotta start back over that kind of a thing yeah okay It was a very pleasurable time of my life. I know. Life. It sounds amazing. What a great <laughs> challenge. Thank greatest, you, Lori. <laughs> the greatest challenge was, like, being multi-orgasmic, like. And then, like, just tuning in, like, where I had shame and, where I had shame and guilt around, mm, yeah, this idea that uh, it was bad when I ejaculated and, like, mm. letting myself, like, wallow in that experience and realize, like, oh, this is just part of the journey and, mm. like, accepting it so much. So I just kept going and going and... And it taught me so much about my body and mm. gave me self-awareness. So even if I did ejaculate, I could notice where, like, how is it actually affecting me? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not ejaculating, like, 15 days in a row and then I ejaculate, how does that affect me as opposed to if I'm ejaculating every day or even three times a day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a much different spectrum. And so the challenge was beautiful. And it was beautiful, mm-hmm. actually, in, in reflection to realize that I took on the challenge. I didn't get defeated when I ejaculated. I just... Try it again. Okay, we gotta we gotta start again. <laughs> Bummer. <Shit. laughs> Bummer. Like three more times. Back to day one. A day. <laughs> back to day one. Like, the twenty-one days was elusive. Like you get to day nineteen, and it's like I just wanted to keep going. So maybe you're actually ejaculating because you really yeah want yeah to yeah. <laughs> and it was and it like the waves of pleasure. Like yeah. you keep going, and then like after five days, ten days, it's just like. Ooh, like where you could take your body, like multidimensional spaces, just on your own. Yeah, it was just like super intense. Like you could ride, and you just like learning to ride the wave. Like the thing is, like the edge is the edge. There's this edge, but it's elusive because it's actually just it's just in the body. It's the feeling, but like riding right on it is like from 99% to ejaculation, like. That edge, like, you could go to 90% and be safe. You could keep yourself in the safety zone. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a part of me that just really wants to ride the edge. So that's, like, that might have been the danger in the experience, but ultimately also a gift just to be able to give my body that much pleasure. Mm. Wow, that sounds exciting. Sounds like I want to do a 21-day challenge. <laughs> Anybody who's listening, if you want to take this challenge, I think it's a good thing, good place to start. So beautiful. So you're experiencing, you're questioning your old stories about relationships and relating in sex. You're diving deeper into your sexuality. You come across ISTA. You're met with a challenge. You go through this super orgasmic summer. Um, You're starting to find in your journey that there are all these different waves and levels to which you can experience your own orgasmic pleasure. I'm curious as you were going, um, like when you, you mentioned, you know, what there would be a difference between if I, let's say, ejaculated every day versus if I ejaculated once every 15 days. What was that for you? What was your experience when you're, you know, let's say, I, I know many men, <clears throat> I'm sure women too, but I talk with more men about this type of thing, 
Um, they ejaculate every day. They watch porn. They masturbate every day, sometimes twice a day. Um, they don't know anything else. They don't. It's like this is like a great form of release and pleasure. Why would I not do this? But I'm curious in your own observation of yourself, what did you notice? What was the difference between when you still pleasured but you didn't go over the edge versus if you went over the edge, let's say, every day or every other day or something? So there's a... There's a key piece around Yeah, when I look at my life force in general and how it moves through the world being a male body and I don't I can't speak for everybody but I can speak for myself. Um There's a piece around like testosterone and how it what that does to my sex drive mm -hmm. is very interesting. Mm, and I have various tools that I utilize around that aspect of my reality. But what I notice when I ejaculate quite a lot is my sex drive depletes, gets mm -hmm. depleted. Mm -hmm. And ultimately how that affects my creative drive in mm -hmm. general. Um, for me personally, there's a lot of power held in my sex center. Like all my creativity comes through that. Um, years ago, like when I was young and when I didn't know anything about relationship and I just wanted sex, sex was the driving factor of my reality. It was very like sex controlled me more than I controlled my sex. So by learning to harness the power of my sexual energy, I got to tap into how when I'm in control of my sex, what do I do? How do I channel that energy? And that self-realization in my own power, in my, my own ability to channel my energy into my purpose, into my drive, it's just, it's quite apparent how that drive that might seem like it's just about sex is actually about everything mm. and how I manifest this reality and gives me purpose and clarity. Um, and I th think back to my days, I, uh, I went to school as an electrician and I became an engineer and my, it's so easy to get caught up in just like, I go to work, I live my job, I have a house, I get paid, uh, I have a relationship, and like I'm not in touch with my drive, really. Mm. Like I'm still having a good life, I'm having a good time. I, I have money, so it appears like I'm having a good life. I can go party and I can go do the things that I do. Um, but ultimately there's always something deeper in me. And the, the piece around my sexuality and how that was guide, like more so steering me than my purpose I had to go directly into my sex to, say, master my sexuality, although I'm not a master, I'm just uh, well aware of my sexual energy um, and how to move it. But as I went right into that, and I fig as I was figuring that part of me, uh, the whole world opened up to me. 
all of my creativity came from that spot. Mm. I started touching into my power and I started touching into my insecurities and my vulnerabilities and my fears. Um, so my ability to harness my ejaculation and how that allows me to show up is a visceral experience that I've tapped into over and over and over again. Mm. Beautiful. Wow, there's a lot in there. There was several things that I wanted to uh, grab a hold of, and I can't remember all of them right now, but one of them is just kind of mentioning the creative force um, that when you were... Okay, so there, here's another piece. Another piece was just how you having control over your sex versus your sex having control over you. And for many men, I know that this is the case. I mean, it's obvious, we even know this through biology, that male sex drive is very different than females. Um, and there's so many men that I know who um, are not aware that they have the opportunity to be in control of their sex and the power that that brings them, right? Because so many people I feel and what I've known, I mean, you, porn sites and I had a, a interview show host a while back named Mark Quippet and he's all about the nofap, you know, like it's, it's about quitting porn and because porn becomes a super addictive experience for many men um, and women I'm sure too, but I feel like it's probably more common for men but this piece around having control over your sex versus having your sex control you and how that shows up in your life and how when you have control over your sex, you're able to use this energy and move it into ways that are beyond just, let's say, an experience, such as you mentioned, channeling more of your life force energy. What's interesting about that is even if you look back, you know, my, my background is in yoga, and when you look back around the chakras and the chakra systems, whether you're talking about yoga or even Taoism, a lot of tantra comes from the Taoist lineage. But when, when you're talking about your sacral center, your sacral chakra, it has a lot to do with creativity. It's all about the emotions. It's about your fluidity. It's about your sex organs. It's about creation. And when you think about like actual sperm, it's a seed to create life. So it makes for those people who are listening and, and there might be kind of like, how does that work? I mean, this is ancient knowledge that the the rishis and the great masters who understood energetic realms probably even far better than we do understood that in this center it houses so much of our creative potential and so hearing you just speak into your own awareness around when you gained control over your sex um how that enabled you to tap into something far beyond just being in control of your sex, but actually discovering your drive. I'd love it if you could tap into a little bit, you know, you mentioned like the modern paradigm, which is you go to school, you get a good job, you get a career, you follow the, you know, white picket fence and car and promotion story. But yet there was a piece of you that was kind of feeling like you were missing something. Um, like there was a piece of this drive that hadn't been tapped into. 
So how do you feel that when you began to become in control of your own sex energy instead of it controlling you that this creative energy started to show up in other areas of your life? So, there was always something that was pulling me away from this modern narrative in life. Um, and it wasn't until there's a certain point I was finishing my electrical apprenticeship becoming an electrician and I was just done with this as I was a qualified tradesman I could build a house I could build buildings like then I was like I ended up leaving on a journey with my then girlfriend and I long story short I ended up co-creating an eco-village which is a huge passion of mine sustainability uh, permaculture and that's where I was at that point in my life. And this is 10 years ago. Um, that's where I was. That's where my drive was. And I was creating an eco-village, and my sex life was dwindling. I couldn't, my awareness couldn't figure out how this, I could build stuff. I could build hubba homes, earth ships. I could build permaculture gardens. Like, we got this all on lock. Like, my consciousness understood this. But my sex wasn't figuring it out. Like, almost like a final frontier, even though I didn't really realize it. It was a gift to be aware that there was a problem here. Because I had to dive into this. Um, and once I started diving into this... Oh, it's, it, it's so good. So there's a piece where I... I didn't know that the sacral chakra was the center of creativity. I was quite stunted at a, at a young age, traumatized around my creativity. My mother told me I was not creative. Um, and I struggled a lot around learning. I was uh, technically deaf until I was three. I was really cognitively behind a lot of the kids growing up. And so my struggle in life, in, in schooling, was that I had to actually just catch up to speak English so that I could speak English and catch up in math and science and all these classes just so that I could graduate high school so that I could try to get into university, so then I could live my life that I wasn't actually meant to do, but I didn't know that. And I kept following this little pulse, created an eco-village based upon the skills that I had. And then when I went into my sexuality, this is the greatest part. When I started diving into my sexuality, I started getting in touch with my feminine. And so as I started to touch my feminine, which is also the creative aspect of my reality, my consciousness is beautiful, my masculine can get shit done, it can start businesses and do all these things. But as I touched my feminine, it was correlated to my sexuality, correlated to my genitals and all of my creative power. Mm. And as I opened up, kept going, leaning in, kept leaning in, I had to let go of my previous relationship. I had to keep leaning into like what is far outside the normal realms of uh, he, yeah, societal norms right now, but I kept leaning into my sexuality, and as I tapped into my sexuality and harnessing that power and, and not fully controlling it, but just being able to be in control of it, 
um, I felt this blossoming of the tenderness of my heart and what I actually wanted to share and how I wanted to share it. Mm. Mm. Because at the point that my sexuality didn't rule me anymore, well, now what? Now, and the only reason I got there was because I was in touch with my feminine. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to master that if I wasn't in touch with my feminine. I had to and get in touch with my emotional, energetic body to feel the power held within. And then, once I was in touch with that and mastered it, mastered it, quote unquote, um, then it became like, what really wants to come through? Mm. I'm not seeking <clears throat> the next sexual experience. I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I don't need anybody. I can have multi-orgasms in my body, no problem. Mm -hmm. I can, and now it's like I can eat and have an orgasmic experience. Mm -hmm. So now I'm, I'm not looking for orgasm anymore. Mm -hmm. Orgasm's just happening. Mm -hmm. Ooh, this is so beautiful. Now what wants to come through? Like that's where creativity is coming from mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is so powerful because we live in this very masculine dominated structured world which it's beautiful i think there's a lot of people who talk a lot of shit about the patriarchy and you know the masculine dominating and i think it's been perfect everything is all divine and so we've been able to harness this this power of the masculine which is structure and 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 vision and clarity in order to build to get to where we are today and now it's just okay well we've used that we've connected to that now how can we bring in more of this creativity this harm harmony um this deeper connection and so what i'm hearing from you is that once you kind of leaned out of this old story this old structure of um how we need to be in the world based upon our programming and in the old paradigm of patriarchy masculinity you leaned into more possibility what what is possible from living an embodied experience in this in this current three-dimensional reality and it sounds like this kind of deepening into your own sexuality and just something as quote simple as learning to understand your own orgasmic potential as a man and how that not only drives you, but also drives your creativity. That was kind of like the linchpin to helping unleash you from this, you know, story that we have that men are just much more, you know, sexual and they need more sex than all of the other stories that we have going along with that story. Yeah, I don't have that story. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. So this is beautiful. I wish there was a, a live audience here. Sometimes maybe next one we'll do on a Facebook Live. Um, that way people can ask more questions. One of the things, especially the male audience, and also for females who are watching this, I think it's really important that these podcasts, whether I'm speaking, it seems like to men or it seems like to women, we benefit from learning from each other and learning about how our bodies work. And so if you're a female listening to this, share this with your men. Um, and if you're a man listening to this, well then share it on your walls or something like that <laughs> or your friends, you know, share um, this with women, share. Yeah. Share it with women also. <laughs> um, so here's my question. I've been in, you know, previously, let's say about four years ago when I was understanding sex energy more in my own center and had been with partners that let's say understood, um, more of the tantric philosophy, which is 
uh, oftentimes rooted in sublimating the energy, which means moving the, the, for those of you who don't know, instead of ejaculation, moving outwards, moving this orgasmic energy upwards. Um, I know we're doing this sex magic course. I know we're going to tell a lot of people a lot more about ritual and how to make magic and manifest through this creative center. But I'm curious if, if for those people who are listening, one tool they have to walk away with is trying this 21-day experience where they take themselves to the edge but try not to go over. What other tools would you give them um, for helping them understand their own sexual energy and their own orgasmic potential? Um, yeah, what would you what would you share? Mm. I'm trying to think of like if I were in the audience's shoes. There's just so many pieces to the puzzle that makes my reality tick. And yeah, it depends on where everybody is, but the the greatest tool and it lines up with the 21 day challenge. It's like the greatest tool I could give anybody is practice. Yeah. Like that's, it's the simplest thing to just start practicing. I mean, you can touch yourself a lot. It's okay. Um, practice. Um, that's the greatest thing because through the practice, it's like if you do yoga every day for a year or meditation every day for a year you do six months on one month off or like whatever you want to do you get into a rhythm and you you can practice a 21 day challenge take a week off practice 21 days again that practice that daily practice even at first it may not seem like you're getting anything but with time your body will start to remember and shift its vibration and so it is about the practice, no matter what it is, whether it's a sex magic ritual, which I have much practice in those realms, or meditation or whatever you want to do. And when it comes to semen retention, it's just about the practice. And so in that experience, when I learned about this, I, any lover I was with, I would take it to the field. I would let them know before we became intimate, this experience is not to make me ejaculate. I don't want that to be, that's not the goal here. Mm. I may ejaculate, but please don't assume that it's, mm. it's about getting me off. Um, and I'd actually even invite um, the inquiry with potential lovers or lovers just to just to speak into. I would like, I would love your assistance yeah. in helping me maintain yeah. my sexuality. So mm. <clears throat> the goal isn't to get me off. The goal is to have an experience. Ooh, I'm so glad you brought that into the space because I think that that is so important, especially for our female listeners. I mean, we've both been programmed. Like, how do we learn about sex? We learn about it from our physical education when we're young, which doesn't teach us really anything other than to be safe. We learn about it from our friends who typically don't know anything more than us. We're just trying to poke around and figure things out. Or we learn it from porn. That's really where our sex education comes from. Or maybe if we're lucky, we have like an older brother or sister, which might be able to shed a little bit more light on the situation. 
But in that, we've learned that sex is about ejaculation or like I, if you don't come, then I'm not sexy enough or I'm not hot enough or I didn't do it the right way or, you know, whatever fucking story it is. And oftentimes it can also be the reverse of like you don't make me orgasm so many times then like you're not doing great performance or whatever. And so I love that you brought that into this at the very end, which is like, hey, ladies, like it is such a powerful tool if your man is choosing to embody more of a sexuality and and dive deeper into understanding his orgasmic potential and his edges i know that some we can all feel whether we're consciously aware of it or not we can all feel when someone's kind of riding their edge and it can be really like tempting to be like oh my god like either i'm almost there or he's almost there so i'm just gonna like let's just take the quote write it until it's over you know and like it's so important I love that you spoke into that piece of like can we help educate each other and helping each other begin to build more body awareness to where it's not about the goal of you coming or me coming or you ejaculating or me orgasming but rather it's about this shared experience where we help each other not go over the edge but rather ride those waves back and forth to help each other expand and yeah I love that you shared that because I think that's a key piece for the women because I know a lot of women can be like okay cool he's almost there let me like show him how good I am (laughs) 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 bring him over yeah so that note mm, I also I just wanted to last piece I want to share is um Either way, if you're having a, an experience with another or just with yourself, self-pleasuring, either way, I want you to um, not see ejaculation as a defeat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe honoring and celebrating either way, but knowing the ultimate intention is to learn to understand your sexual and energy and your vitality. Ultimately... Um, if I tune into my experiences with woman, a woman, and and if uh, if she feels some level of shame or guilt, or maybe she feels I should feel shame or guilt because I came, that's only going to affect me. Mm. And ultimately, I just want to be celebrated in in my practice, mm. in my being, however it comes through, with the intention that uh, I'm learning to harness my power more and more. So just honoring that experience, it's okay if your man does come and celebrate that and Mm. celebrate when he doesn't come and celebrate pleasure Mm. and celebrate the orgasmic experience. Mm. I'm so happy you brought that into space. Thank you. Thank you for, yeah, for diving deeper, touching on that topic because it's all just a beautiful play that we get to experience and it's all divine at the end of the day and no matter how the energy runs the intention is the most important part which is something that we both can understand and agree upon and so this has been a lovely orgasmic experience to run with you thank you for being a guest on the show thank you for what you bring to the world thank you for your awareness thank you for your stories thank you for your gifts um, for anyone who wants to learn more, you can always write into me and, um, I'm sure Sprout and I will be doing more podcasts in the future. We will be 
creating this we're in creation of the sex magic course so that's something that you can get ready for get excited about you can see sprout at intimacy unleashed in instagram and also your website is intimacyunleashed.com is that correct yeah. yeah you can also find him sprout love martin at facebook and uh, that is about it is there anything last you want to say you want to add we will be in Europe okay that's one thing so we are in Europe Sprout is teaching at the Holland Tantra Festival do you know the dates of that it's in August August 17th to 22nd the Holland Tantra Festival I think it's tantrafestivalholland.com you can get a discount Sprout 10 capital S Sprout 10 you get a discount of 10% it's a beautiful journey um, yeah, and we should be hosting a an erotic prayer, sacred temple, after the Holland Tantra Festival, a three-day sacred temple where we embody ritual, intention, and, and ultimately sex magic in a collective field, harnessing our power, our purpose, our pleasure, and into intention of how we manifest in this world and how we bring this to the collective for a greater paradigm in which we embody our experience without yeah without losing track of our personal boundaries consent and and where we sit while also meeting others in a collective field Mm, and also possibly switzerland that's on the charts and if anybody here, um, and what I mean by Switzerland is on the charts, we have some opportunities to host a temple and or some workshops. And if anybody here is listening and you're in an area and you like what we are sharing, you like the idea of sex and magic and being in temple spaces and understanding and leaning into boundaries and edges and ritual feel free to reach out. Reach out to us. Let us know where you're at, what city. Um, if you have a community that you feel would be ready for this type of deeper sacred sexuality experience, embodiment, um, let us know because we are open and fluid and we go with the flow and where there are people desiring to embody and practice this knowledge, we have the ability to show up and share. So once again, Sprout, thank you so much. I appreciate your presence. I appreciate your wisdom. And I hope to have you again on the show. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.